You're listening to the Weekly Wind Down. On this week's episode, we complete our journey through the history of Nintendo, from the Game Boy Advance to the Nintendo Switch. Brian Welcome back to the Weekly Wind Down. Welcome back to part two of our History of Nintendo special. My name's Simon, and as always, I'm joined by Kelso and Brent. Hey. How are you guys doing? I'm good. How are you? Doing fine. Doing See, well. you still got the same voice as your joke last week. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was, that a, was a dandy. Yeah. yeah. I thought so. Our uh, our viewers, our listeners just spiked through the roof after that one. Yeah. For sure. That was a groaner. Yeah. yeah. That was a knee slapper. Yeah. Needless to say, we've got Brent doing the joke this week, so. It'll be better for all you well, listeners. It, so the laugh won't be, though. You got a couple weeks till Christmas. You guys got doing your shopping done yet? Yeah, I uh, braved the cold, I braved the city, and I braved the terrible drivers, and and did all my Christmas shopping in one day, and I did all my Christmas wrapping on the same day. That's pretty impressive. It was a pretty man. exhausting day last You're a week. better man than me. I still have a ways to go. Well, and I got you guys each something, too, so. Oh, well, because, now uh, we're going to have to get you something. <laughs> yeah. This is awkward. Yeah. So. Do we even right. really know you, though? That's the problem. No, I mean, I think we've only known each other for like 12 years, but... Yeah, I guess. Maybe I can think of something. Probably need some new socks or something, right? So yeah, yeah, I can always use socks. Yeah, socks and gotch. Underwear. Hey, those <laughs> yeah. are like, honestly... Important. I always ask Santa Claus for gotch and socks <laughs> every year. You and every year go, he disappoints me. <laughs> you, can never, you can never do wrong with gotch and socks. Yeah. Because... A man needs gotch, and a man needs socks. And the more socks and gotch you have, the less you have to do laundry. Which is That's important. right. Yeah. So, maybe we should do a quick recap of where we got to last week. So, so we started in the early days of Nintendo, back in 1889, when they were a Hanafuda card manufacturing company, and covered the, the history of the company through to the release of the Nintendo 64 and Game Boy Color, just before the turn of the millennium. So, we'll pick it up there around the year 2000. So the year 2000 marked a milestone for Nintendo in the Game Boy world. They announced that they had just sold their millionth Game Boy. And so they wanted to continue that momentum that they had, and that's when they released the Game Boy Advance. So in 2001 is when the Game Boy Advance was officially released. It marked a significant improvement in technology over the Game Boy. It had 32-bit color, backwards compatibility still, though, with Game Boy games and Game Boy Color games. And it was an immediate hit. It had sold 1.6 million units right in the first month alone. Shortly after that, in September of 2001, the GameCube was released in Japan. It was released after the Sega Dreamcast and the Sony PlayStation 2, which were both fairly popular, and had a fairly decent reaction. It was an inexpensive unit, had pretty good specs, and a couple of the games that stood out in the first year, which I'm sure you guys are familiar with, Pikmin, Super Smash Bros. Melee, um... There was a variety of games that were fairly popular right off the bat for the GameCube. That said, though, the GameCube was generally marked by underwhelming sales. Especially later in the year, it was overshadowed by the release of the Xbox, which was incredibly popular. And that was a market share that Nintendo really hoped to make up from lost, like market share that they had lost to the Nintendo 64 and the PlayStation 1. And the GameCube, unfortunately, didn't really make that market share or to make up that market share that they had lost. 
And one thing that they had failed to do was recognize an online gaming market that was growing that Xbox really capitalized on and PlayStation as well. And although the GameCube would eventually have a wireless or, or a, a network adapter released for it, it never really had that many games that utilized it and it didn't catch on that well. Did you guys have a GameCube at all? Or? Yeah, I I did. I uh, remember saving all my pretty pennies to <laughs> go to the Walmart store back then. Mm-hmm. I hate Walmart, but honestly, you can't beat their prices. Like, really, I could go on an episode. <laughs> you working for them now or what? <laughs> no, yeah. but, no, but... Apparently, he's just working for everybody here. So. <laughs> but seriously, like, nothing's organized. People don't help you find things. <laughs> oh, the man, there's section, no one anywhere. And nobody there. can be yeah. found. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that's on sale is like always empty and they just never restock it. (laughs) But, but their sales and their deals, their prices, you just cannot beat their prices. Nintendo stuff's like pretty much price fixed like any other consoles, aren't they though? Like you can maybe save five bucks here or they bundle it with games. Yeah. But But like they're just, there's always good deals. There's always good bundles. There's always those rollbacks and Mm -hmm. stuff. Um, But uh, yeah, anyway, I went and I picked up a GameCube and the first game I got with a GameCube was Super Monkey Ball. Have any of you guys played that? No. No. All right. Well, basically, you're like a monkey and you're in a ball and then you go around. It's like a 3D labyrinth. Have you guys ever played Labyrinth? It's like it's like an old school game where it was like wood and there was marble and it was like a maze. Yeah, I had had one. Yeah, so it's kind of like that. But it was like a 3D and like you had to jump over things and go through hoops and curves and whatnot. It was a pretty cool adventure game. Like if you could call it that, point A to point B. <laughs> but it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Cool. That was my first game on the Cube. And oh, there's so many more great memories on the GameCube. Like Legend of Zelda Wind Waker. I, uh, after playing Ocarina of Time on the N64, and personally, I think that's the best Legend of Zelda game ever released. A lot of people will fight me on that. But <laughs> uh, great story, great music, mm-hmm. wonderful environment. It was like the first real 3D Zelda game that got released. And it was just beautiful. Uh, Wind Waker at the start was, um, I wasn't sure because it was the first time they used like animated cell shading graphics for a game like that. Okay. And, and it was very toon- cartoonish. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really uh, know how I felt about that going into a Zelda game. But honestly, it was probably, it's probably my second favorite Zelda game ever, mm-hmm. ever released. And that was a huge one on the cube. And uh, there's just lots of, lots of good games mm-hmm. that came on the GameCube. And it is kind of not surprising though that the sales dropped because it's hard to compete with like the n64 well you mean like to follow up yeah yeah even though i mean the 64 didn't sell terrifically well but and so i mean market or nintendo's consoles since the release of the the super nes the sales of consoles had declined each time a new console came out and we'll talk about this a little bit later actually so actually skipping back a couple of years i found an interesting Thing that I didn't know. In the year 2000, Nintendo was actually hit with an $80 million bill that they were required to send out a million gloves to everyone that had bought Mario Party. I don't know if you knew this for the Nintendo 64, but no. so we were talking last week about yeah how you weren't playing Mario Party 64, right? If if you weren't mashing the joystick into your palm. So yeah. I guess there was like a bunch of people that complained about getting like second degree burns and like blisters and stuff on their hands. Yeah. And so GameCube had or Nintendo had to send out a million of these gloves to to people that had bought Mario Party, apparently. So uh, records are kind of spotty about whether they were actually shipped or what they looked like. I couldn't seem to find like an, a picture of them. You would have thought with a million of them, there would be a lot. But allegedly, they spent $80 million trying to like solve this issue by giving people gloves to play uh, Mario Party with. That's awesome. I actually don't remember that, but 
Mm-hmm. That's not surprising because like Mario Party, all their games involved the joystick and you had to like yeah. twist it and turn and <laughs> mm-hmm. holy crap, you'd get welts in the yeah. size of ping pong balls mm-hmm. in your palms and your hands. And like it honestly was like dangerous. It was it wasn't good for <laughs> wasn't good for anybody it also destroyed the joysticks you know it always get like the on those worn out 64 controllers you'd always have like the white like dust in the joystick yeah. you know when it would just mash to a pulp after oh, yeah. and then eventually they would get loose and wouldn't work but and trying to play mario kart after that is like <laughs> you're always going right when you want to go straight yeah, and yeah. you're going backwards when you want to go left and it's like well mm-hmm. this joystick is pooched yeah but for the first analog joystick it was pretty decent it was awesome mm-hmm. i would agree so in the year 2002 that was when Hiroshi Yamochi stepped down for, as president of Nintendo. And then he was uh, later replaced by Satoru Iwata, who was the company's fourth president and actually the first president who was unrelated to the Yamochi family by either blood or marriage. So moving forward to 2003, the Game Boy Advance SP was released. The SP was renowned for its clamshell design, which when closed was just a little square essentially, but when open was like a thinner version of the original Game Boy. It had back screen lighting, which was a first for Nintendo's handheld consoles and allowed people to play in dark environments that they weren't able to play before. And had a lot of games that were that helped uh, boost sales, such as the Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire games and uh, WarioWare. And you know, I, um, I never did play the Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire games on that Game Boy Advance, but I did have a Game Boy Advance SP. Mm-hmm. And I loved how it was like a mini laptop. Mm-hmm. It was basically... I like a little computer, and the game I played the living crap out of was Mega Man Zero because I love the Mega Man games mm-hmm. when they were released for the Super Nintendo, like the X series. Yeah, there's the, a perfect side-scrolling shooter. Um, and Mega Man Zero, you play as Zero, and you get to go through that like whole world and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was just so much fun. I logged so many hours. Do you still have my, your SP? No, I traded. You always I, get rid of all your good consoles. I, I do. I get rid of all my good consoles, and last. Time I had to get rid of all of my really good consoles <laughs> and good games that some of my friends razzed me for, but I had, I had to pay for a mortgage. Because I want to <laughs> get an SP now, because now that I'm back into playing Pokemon Blue, like, I forgot how just impossible it is to play when it's not. Like, you have to have, like, a lamp above your face to be able to play on those. They had those, like, snake lights. Have you actually lights? been playing Blue? Like a little bit. I just started. Oh, okay. I started a new a new game, so I, I went with your recommendation and took Squirtle this time. Oh, so you? yeah, I haven't got that far in yet because it's been a crazy week. But yeah, I was just like, oh man, I used to have like this light you plugged into the the side of uh, the Game Boy Pocket, so you could see what you were doing. But it broke over the last twelve years of being in a box. So they uh yeah, well they had these like snake lights. I think that's, that's what, what I've it was got. Called, yeah, yeah, for your Game Boy yeah. color yeah. that you could turn on and use the light. Yeah, and they work pretty good. Mm-hmm. It would crush the battery, but yeah, it, it did work all right. But yeah, mine but since died. But I was like, oh, if I could get an SP for like but 30 bucks. The then. So a couple other notable things that happened in 2003. Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker came out for GameCube. And Mario Kart Double Dash, which was also very successful and outsold Super Mario Sunshine for you, GameCube. You know, uh, that's good that those games did really well, but I just couldn't get into Mario double cart double dash i don't know i just i i to me that was the least enjoyable mario kart i agree i never owned it but i never enjoyed playing it either like the two-player was... co-op was fun because mm-hmm. the second player was throwing the weapons and stuff like that was cool but for some reason i just it just did not have that flair that mario kart 64 yeah had. i always yeah when the two were available i would always pick the 64 one for sure and mario sunshine also it was hard to follow Which up I mario 64 played. like 
going from collecting stars to collecting suns, kind of the same thing, I guess. But like, it was, it just was hard to follow up. And Mario Sunshine, I've watched a lot of speed runs of it and just trying to understand like how it was a good game. Um, like, I just, I couldn't get into it. Mm. I play, I tried playing it a bunch of times. So Super Mario 64 to me will be arguably one of the best Mario games out there. Like of the n- most recent gen, I guess not recent gen anymore, but 3D Mario games. Mm-hmm. So Mario Sunshine, even though it did really well to me, it just, I, I did not enjoy it as much as mm-hmm. everybody else did, obviously. Yeah. All right. So moving along. Uh, going forward a year to 2004. So as I mentioned a couple minutes ago here, console sales were down, especially in 2004 and and the years leading up to. And and as I said, each console that Nintendo had released since the Super Nintendo had, had sold progressively less than the one before it. And so this was a trend that uh, Iwata wanted to reverse. And his first attempt at doing this was with the Nintendo DS. And so in January of 2004, the Nintendo DS was officially announced and it was revealed that it was going to have a dual screen uh, with one of them having touchscreen capabilities. The DS was released in November 21st in the States and sold 1.2 million units in its first month and a half a million units in its first week of, uh, on sale in Japan. Yamochi, who was no longer president of um, Nintendo, <clears throat> was quoted as saying, if we can increase the scope of the industry, we can re-energize the global market and lift Japan out of depression. That is Nintendo's mission. And when we're talking about the GameCube sales that had had reported a you know significant loss, he, he continued and said, the DS represents a critical moment for Nintendo's success over the next two years. If it succeeds, we rise to the heavens. If it fails, we sink into hell. So he was being pretty blunt, I guess, with the current state of, of Nintendo and that they, they needed a hit. In 2005, Mario Kart DS was released. This was the first game to use Nintendo's Wi-Fi connection. This allowed people to play with up to four players um, all over the world. So, like, why do you think it was so much more popular this time? Like, just to the fact that you can play with people online and don't have to, like, get people in, or...? I don't know. I mean, to be honest, I've never played it, but from what I hear, it was an all-around fairly decent game. But I think, yeah, with the rise of, of online gaming, that was something that people were looking for, and to be able to do that was certainly a plus for the game. I never played the online of that game on the DS either, but I did play it on the DS, and mm-hmm. yes, it was really, really, mm-hmm. really, really fun, but I didn't have any friends. Mm-hmm. Well, I still don't <laughs> I, You had friends, friends, buddy. <laughs> but I didn't have many friends growing up, but um, believe it or not, Don't yes. sell yourself short. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. You got, hey... Life gets better, but yeah, that's it. what that's what that's what I hear. But yeah, it's uh, it was fun. It was a great game, um, and, and it did remind me a lot of like Mario sixty Mario Kart sixty four, mm-hmm. and that was better better than Mario Kart Double Dash. Sorry, GameCube lovers, <laughs> I like the GameCube, right. but Mario Kart Double Dash was kind of weak. I kind of always felt bad for like GameCube because it just came in like maybe it just came in the wrong era. Also, it's like dumb little discs were just kind of just annoying. Yeah, there. It- it was an interesting choice to, yeah, they really didn't want to try and compete with the cutting edge hardware of some of the other options at the time, but, and so it, it maybe helped the, that it was cheaper priced, but never did seem to match the others. Also in 2005, the Tokyo Game Show, which is a show that Nintendo often attended, but was not known for making large scale announcements there. That's when they chose to release the 
uh, controller, the Wii remote for the Wii system. They hadn't announced the actual console yet, but they had a, a promotional video showing this Wii controller and then a cord coming out of it to the other half of the Wii controller, so the nunchuck controller. And so this announcement was hit with mixed reactions. Some people were suspicious at what Nintendo, or suspect at what Nintendo was planning to do with their next gen of console. Others were optimistic about it and thought that it was potentially going to be something groundbreaking. Early on in the year 2006, that's when Nintendo released the DS Lite. The DS Lite essentially was just a lighter weight, brighter screen version with a better, better battery life of the original DS. Around this time is when games such as Brain Age and other casual games, or games for casual gamers, I guess, came out. One of the most successful was Brain Age, and that kind of started a age of brain training games, I guess. Did you ever play Brain Age? I did play Brain Age. One could say it trained my brain to do yeah. brain-like things and it made <laughs> my brain very, very healthy. How many times can I say brain yeah. in the same short sentence? <laughs> I think to, to tie in with that, it almost is like in that time frame in 2006 when we really started to see the core gamer mm-hmm. come out because everybody's so busy now like with just life and doing other things that they're it's almost like the middle class is starting to rise, even though like politically speaking, the middle class is disappearing. Uh, one could argue. Where are you going with this here? I'm yeah. just on a tangent here, yeah. as I always And then all do. of a sudden the X-Files is coming <laughs> That's on. Right. Uh, but like, that's just when we start to see the casual gamers rise. So people not having as much time to go, like to dedicate to games. So they, yeah. so Nintendo wanted to release things for the cat like the average schmuck yeah like you and me sit and go game yeah yeah Yeah, sit and go game something you could do on the road like it was a great idea i Mm -hmm. think because you can put that ds anywhere yeah it's like fits in your pocket fits in your backpack you put in your hat Mm -hmm. like you can put it anywhere (laughs) it goes anywhere with you that's (laughs) right so also in 2006 that's when new super mario bros came out which is now the most successful ds game of all time which I would agree with that. Haven't was, played it, but it was heard good. great things. Yeah, because it, it brought back that nostalgic feel of the Super Mario Bros. Okay. Like the original mm-hmm. NES classic. Was it just a direct remake no. of it? No, it was, no, it was just, it's a new game, okay. but it was but it had that direct remake feel of it, right? So it brought back a lot of memories, a lot of this nostalgia. Okay. So coming back to the the I guess previously announced Wii controller. At that time, the console itself was just codenamed Revolution, and the Wii was not a thing yet. But in November, they should have called it the Revolution. <laughs> in November of of nineteen or of two thousand and six, sorry, the Wii was officially launched. It launched within just days of the PlayStation Three, which had far superior hardware, had a lot more processing power, better graphics, and all around looked like it should be a far better console. But people kind of knew that the the Wii had something special. It was going to be there was reasons that that it was going to stand out and and there were still high hopes for it i guess and so over 101 million Wii's have sold since and so i think those people were were right and it was the most successful of seventh gen consoles uh, those being the xbox 360 playstation 3 and the wii <clears throat> and so with that nintendo had regained a lot of that lost market share getting into those new market segments like we were just talking about casual games and fitness which is one we'll talk about here right away really helped that and they managed to 
introduce um, a new era of like sports games and a whole different side of gaming with the motion controller that that previously was not possible with your standard joystick or gamepad. Did either of you ever own a Wii? Nope. Uh, I like owned one, but I don't think it ever came out of the package. Really? <laughs> yeah, that's the one I sold to Kelsey. Recently. Yeah, it's, oh, I mean, because it was okay. like one of those Mario bundle ones, and it was brand new, so yeah. gave him gave him a good deal for it. I, I played. I called the heavies to ask what I could give for it. I yeah. played quite a bit of Wii just because a, a lot of buddies had one, and so I never ended up buying one just because I <laughs> played a decent <laughs> amount of it. I, I I owned a Wii, and like, well, my brother and I, uh, well, my brother bought it, and I just played. Mm-hmm. Uh, played it when he wasn't home. Um, but like the Wii, yeah, I think I can empathize with how people were upset about shifting away from the controller. But I thought it was cool. Uh, Wii Sports was awesome. Like, yeah, I was hitting dingers left, right, and center. <laughs> dingers, on, yeah, man. on uh, the baseball game there, yeah, and like Wii Sports. Batista out there. And then Wii Bowling, like that was a great. Oh, game. Wii Bowling, yeah, that was so good, much fun. Yeah. And then tennis, like. Reminded me of Mario Tennis. Yeah, for the going N64. outside and actually playing tennis too. Mm-hmm. You know what? I went outside a couple times and got the sun. Look got at you, buddy! Playing some tennis. All of a sudden, yeah. Wii's really making you a whole new guy. Yeah, and then uh, I'm probably stepping on your toes here, but like Wii Fit mm-hmm. would get got to that board, and I would jog on the spot, and oh boy, I was tired, but I ended up losing losing some weight, although I regained it. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's kind of. It's kind of like life where Shouldn't ebbs and flows. The Wii. Yeah. Ebbs and flows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where you go up and then you come Maybe down. Maybe that's what I'll get you for Sega Santa's and Wii. Please don't. Just we fit all the time. Uh, because the Wii, and I could rant about the Wii for probably 45 minutes. Um, much like I could rant about So did about you ever anything. play Super Mario Galaxy? I did. Because that was, I guess, if you look at ratings of some of the top video games of all time, you'll find that one often near the top. I believe on a couple of websites it's actually rated number one, and so that's one that I've never played. And it was really, it was really cool somehow. because like you would go into worlds and there were like planets mm-hmm. and like it was well 3D obviously, but it was a new experience and it was really 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 neat. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a lot of great games for the Wii, but I feel like uh, it made a lot of people upset because there was also a lot of crap games. Like, because it catered to the core gamer, which is why I think it did so successful, Mm -hmm. because there was a lot of families could come, mom and dad could play with their kids on the system with, because a lot of games were four players. You just had the nunchucks or the Wii remotes. Mm -hmm. And like, there, but there was too many games that were like 30 and one board games or 101. And there was a lot like Wii Sports. Well, do you think they're trying to like just connect with like the outside? Like they're trying to get to both. I think that's what Nintendo was doing. And while it worked for the core casuals, it made a lot of people who wanted to play like a solid game like Zelda or Mario. Like it made people upset because it took forever for them to release uh, Twilight Princess. There was a it was a long time before they released Twilight Princess on the Wii. Hmm. Yeah. I I think like later we'll probably talk like onto Switch stuff. And Mm -hmm. that one's kind of very much similar. Yeah. So before we get there, the Wii Fit. Um, series as you were talking about there that actually became the highest selling Wii game when it was released in America it was also very very popular in Japan when it was released um, the balance board was a was a hit and it started a really a fitness game trend right after that that's continued through right to today still so some other notable releases in 2008 Super Smash Bros Brawl also Mario Kart Wii which came with the the Wii wheel which was one of the or, and Mario Kart Wii, sorry, was the best-selling Mario Kart game of all time, 
and with over 37 million copies sold. That Wii Wheel, honestly, I think made like a huge deal because it was super cool. Because you stick your Wii remote in the little slot for the wheel, and then it became a steering wheel. Although <laughs> it was pretty impossible to drive that way. Like, I mean, it's pretty embarrassing because, like, you know, it would be like a car, like, turning. No, but, but it was very difficult. I struggled with it. Though, well, especially without the wheel, it was, like, impossible to control that way. But, yeah, when yeah. you just, when you just, just turn with the, the remote. Uh, yeah. Oh, man, there's no way. Mm-hmm. I needed to go buy a Wii Classic controller mm-hmm. because to get that old feel, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you couldn't find them in stores anywhere forever, the Classic controllers, because, mm-hmm. like, there was a lot of people who just wanted to play, yeah, uh, like, style. the new game with the Classic feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in 2009, the Nintendo DSi was released, which had a more powerful CPU, more RAM, two cameras, one facing forward, one facing away, and had the ability to visit the online store, uh, DSiWare, I believe it was called. That's been since discontinued, and DSi was not super popular, but did all right, and it was followed up by the DSi XL. Never played a DSi. No. I don't I think I've ever seen don't one. don't even know yeah. if I even heard of that. Yeah. It, well, it had a camera, and it was bigger. Yeah, he just said better. People bought it, but it didn't yeah. do it near as popular as, as the yes, original. Pay attention. <laughs> you know what, man? I've had, been, I've had a week. Jeez. <laughs> I've had a week, and I bought it. It's almost like it's not over yet. that break, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I am ready for the Christmas <laughs> break, and I bet you a lot of people can agree that it's we're getting there. We're getting to the grind. Yep. So the 3DS, so skipping forward to 2011, that's when the 3DS was released, and this featured a stereoscopic 3D display that didn't require any 3D glasses. So it was a bit of a bold move from Nintendo at the time, and it certainly wasn't without its criticism, but overall it actually was fairly well received. I never actually, well, I've, I've played around with the 3DS a little bit. You own one, don't you, Kels? Uh, I owned a 3DS XL, oh, yeah. but I had to trade it. <laughs> so really? It for mortgage money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Should we be I, worried about you here? Yeah. yeah. No, but this yeah, is right. when I first got my got yeah. my condo yeah. uh, a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. But I ended up like having a couple months. You must have brought in like a pallet of stuff. No, I had about, <laughs> off with all my collectibles and rare items, I probably had about $4,500 worth of stuff. My goodness. Really? Yeah, Holy. between like my N64 collection and my Super Nintendo collection. Do you regret it or you? Yeah, I regret it. But honestly, though, mm-hmm. I would, I'd be living in a box. <laughs> yeah, I know. Things, so. Beating beans in my dumpster. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So 2012 was when the Wii U was released. This was the first... HD 1080p console that Nintendo had released. Going back to the original Wii, that was one of the criticisms of the Wii was the fact that they didn't opt to make it HD at the time, and not even like 720p HD. It was just straight up running back on on old you know, 480, whatever you want to call that. So 480p. Mm-hmm. So they got it right this time, which in year 2012 you'd be hoping that they did, and. Sales were fairly slow off the start for the Wii U, even though it was the first of the 8th gen consoles to get to market. It did eventually pick up a little bit, but certainly didn't have the same force that the original Wii did. Also that year they released the Wii Mini, which was a smaller, cheaper version of the original Wii that didn't have any network capabilities to it. I called that the cabin Wii. Because a, uh, yeah, like, yeah, cause yeah. you take it, you go to the cabin. Like if it's crappy outside yeah. and rainy and stormy because like it's a sketch one. You got no internet up there anyway. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what are you going to do besides like sit around and play board games? No. The Wii, 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 Wii Cabin. Yeah, the Wii Cabin. That's yeah. right. <laughs> nice. So skipping forward a year to 2013, Nintendo released the cheaper 2DS. 
It was essentially the same as the 3DS, but didn't have the stereoscopic display that that had. It sold all right. Nothing too groundbreaking there. The design for the 2DS, have you guys have ever seen? It looks mm-hmm. ugly. Yeah, it's pretty plain Jane. It was clearly like, a cost How do you animation. fit that in your pocket? Yeah, it's pretty Like the gigantic. 3DS you can fit in your pocket because it was teeny tiny. Mm-hmm. And then they released the XL, mm-hmm. which you can still fit in your pocket. What, ask me why, because I know, because I did. Um, but you then have deep the, pockets, though, bud. I, I, yeah, that's right. Oh, I always went over that. You don't have deep pockets. Yeah, no. Yeah. I used to have deep pockets. Yeah. <laughs> but then I ended up buying more, having a house in the yeah. mortgage to pay. You guys understand. Yeah. But uh, the 2DS, uh, from what I understand, the reason why it was released is because Nintendo got a lot of flack uh, from parents because the kids were just turned the 3D on. and it's headaches. Not, yeah, and get headaches, and it wasn't good. It's not mm-hmm. good for the little ones. Mm-hmm. Um to be playing to be exposed with that kind of lens without like safety because it's not good for the eyes i ain't no doctor no Couldn't but it you. can't be like because of the headaches for sure was a one well, yeah. thing just working in retail and having a lot of experience with a lot of parents coming back and complaining mm-hmm. about the 3ds mm-hmm. uh as capabilities for that reason so the 2ds was cool for that way because yeah. they, they turned off the the three the 3d capability and i'd always just say like yeah you can turn off the 3d on the 3DS, but what's to control the kid from turning it back on when the parents go away, right? Yeah, exactly. It was like the classic where you're trying to go to bed or you're not really going to bed. You're faking going to bed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, obviously, the headaches weren't enough to sync the 3D display because in 2014, Nintendo released the new Nintendo 3DS, which talk about original naming schemes. Eh? But <laughs> I think that was, I just think that's stupid. I think Nintendo could have done better at that, even though I'm sure it sold really well. Like, just. Come up with something new and just cooler. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I could rant about Xbox going back to Xbox One. Mm-hmm. It confused the hell out of people because there already is an Xbox. Oh yeah, it was like that naming. Thing Maybe they're going dumb. like Dumb and Dumber. Well, you know? the next like, one will be the newer Nintendo 3DS. And working in retail. <laughs> I mean, some blame falls to the consumer, but if oh, you're, we were sure. talking about these casual gamers, if you're just getting into the gaming world, I mean, you can understand how confusing yeah, some of that can be. Yeah, and so right? I thought that was a. Dumb move on Microsoft yeah. to name it that, but this isn't the, the Microsoft special, so mm-hmm. I'll save my mm-hmm. my rants so for a later episode. Nintendo's guilty of it too. So yes, 2014, with some of the poor profits that Nintendo had seen in the previous year, uh, Satoru Iwata, the fir- or sorry, fourth president current at the time, announced he was going to take a 50 percent pay cut, and the other executives in the company would see a 20 to 30 percent pay cut. In 2015, after a battle with a bile duct tumor, uh, Wada actually passed away, and it was announced that in in September, um, Tatsumi Kimishima, hope I got that name roughly right, would be the next president. There was also a fairly large restructuring of the company uh, to plan ahead for the future. Going back a couple years there, in December of 2012, I found an interesting stat that that was the last issue of Nintendo Power Magazine after 24 years of publication. Wow, that's impressive. Did you guys ever uh, read Nintendo Power or collect those? I had a couple. Nope. I might still have a couple at home. My so brother then. had every ep- My brother had every issue uh, until he stopped in like 2007. Like going back to like eight, issue Going one? back to like, he. I think he had like, he started at like issue 15 or something, okay. but it was... He had almost every single Those one. Those early ones are probably worth something if they're in any kind of condition. Yeah. yeah, and I think I still have all of my brother's Nintendo Power magazines well, in a box you somewhere. Can, another mortgage payment waiting. <laughs> yeah, that's there. right. Just collect them all and you'll yeah. be able to pay your mortgage. Yeah. All right. Well, let's bring her up to near present day, I guess, here. So 
2015, as we marked, was uh, a transition in um, president and CEO within the company. And also in spring of 2015, it was announced a new console was in the works, codenamed NX. It was going to be, quote, a dedicated games platform with a brand new concept. This is a concept that wasn't succeeding the 3DS or the Wii U. And so Nintendo entered a couple of other ventures at this time. They announced that they were entering the theme park world with some partnerships with Universal Parks and Resorts. And I believe there's a variety of, well, I think at all of Universal's parks, or at least most of them, there's now a Nintendo world coming here. And I think 2020, they're planning to launch oh, that. Man, I cannot amazing. wait for a Nintendo world or Nintendo land. We should all go mm-hmm. and then yeah. talk about it on the episode 487. 487. Yeah. We were talking about going back. Well, I was saying have to go back and see Diagon Alley because it was closed when, or wasn't open yet when I went there. So now I'll have to wait for Nintendo. Diagon World. Alley was awesome. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'd go back there in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Getting into the mobile side of things, which Nintendo has now been dipping into. In 2016, Pokemon Go was released. So that was the Pokemon Go thing was an interesting time because Nintendo's shares doubled with the release of Pokemon Go, Go, sorry, but there was a lot of misunderstanding about this because a lot of people thought that Pokemon was solely Nintendo's product. While they had to eventually come out and say that Nintendo it was a partnership and they didn't have, you know, it wasn't just a Nintendo product and so that caused their shares to drop I think it was 17%, but it was still... Wow, that's a big number. Yeah, it's still... They were still valued at 100 times what their net income was. And so I think we all got into Pokemon Go. I think I played it that summer and the summer after, last summer a little bit too. Although I I let up for like a couple months and then went to go back in and I either couldn't get into my original account or the one I got into had like no progress and so I just gave up. Oh yeah, once you like lose all your progress... That was devastating. When Pokemon Go first came out, man, it like... People were getting into accidents and like people were being stupid, like man, walking like, into oncoming there's traffic. There's so many good ones of like YouTube, just like, man, there's Dragonite over there, and mm-hmm. just like a herd of people. Mm-hmm. It was like, I don't know, it, I thought it was pretty cool when it first came out, and it was just like everyone was playing it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just so like, honest, like unsustainable. And, mm-hmm. And it's it killed your phone battery. Mm-hmm. I had to go to Best Buy and pick up like one of those battery packs, far, yeah. like phone char- portable yeah, chargers. Yeah. yeah. But though, like, I'm sure, like, whoever created the portable charger made a killing. Yeah. On sales and profits when Pokemon. I think Go like came right out. there, probably just like jumped up like a hundred percent because like it was everyone needed it in order to keep going. It, it was, was fun, but it lasted for me like a summer's worth, and then mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, it was eh. like summer and a half, and like. Whatever. But also, it had released, that whole story. No, I just wanted to yeah. add. It had that whole original like Pokemon Red and Blue feel. Yeah, like, growing yeah. up as a kid, because like we grew up in a good time mm-hmm. when all that stuff was just coming. I was out. thinking like it had like a really like positive thing. Like it got people out. Yeah, exactly. And go walking stuff. Well, like I mean, that. look at how many people tried to piggyback off that success, right? With ripoff games or, yeah, or yeah. similar games, right? And none of them ended up being as popular. And Pokemon Go, people are still playing it, but it's dropped off dramatically. Uh, also released that year was Super Mario Run. Do you ever guys you guys try that? That's on on mobile as well. I never did no. try that. Yeah, it was released in on iOS that year and Android last year, and that actually did fairly well for them. It caused their stock prices to rise to levels near where it was with the Pokemon Go surge, and I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that it was a it was a simple way for people to get into that Mario world without 
the you know uh, the complexity that some of the new mario console titles have you know because getting into you know the original mario bros on on nes is a lot easier than trying to approach a mario game on on wii u or something now right or switch it's just it's not that same pure simplicity that the original games had and so i think this is kind of a way for people to that aren't serious gamers or aren't console gamers to get into the mario world and that actually has had or by the end of 2017 they had over 200 million downloads of that game so it certainly was a success so in October of 2016, there was a trailer revealing that Nintendo NX would actually be called the Nintendo Switch. Spoiler alert! Yeah. And it was released then in March 3rd of 2017. I haven't played a whole lot of Switch. One of our buddies just got one, but I know you've got one. What's your take on it? I love the Switch. I think it was I think it's awesome. It's like nifty and gadgety and cool and like it's cool. It it, it reminds me of like the N64. Yeah, I'll be, like, I'll like be the honest. Super Nintendo, yeah. like with the because they go to like little micro SD cards, they're tiny, like little cards, yeah. mm-hmm. and so I could see them getting lost super easily. But like, it's super cool, it's nifty, and you can take it with you anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. You can play your Switch anywhere, and it's great graphics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it's like, I honestly, it was like live and die PlayStation, but. It, it there's not a Nintendo one like recently since probably like N64 that I've wanted since this one and yeah it, it really doesn't intrigue me it's got like outstanding games that have just like come out like one after another it and it's really, only gonna really get better a, it's mean, only gonna get better Super Mario um, Odyssey uh, Odyssey thank you yeah it's supposed to be really good it's amazing Smash is supposed to be maybe not as good but still pretty good well, Zelda, yeah. Zelda was pretty good wasn't it Zelda, Zelda well, that came out, of the, it came on Wii U and Switch but, yeah, yeah Breath yeah. of the Wild yeah it's like Dark Souls, where it's like hard and like punishes you for sucking. Yeah. But like it's super fun because it's open world. It's like Skyrim. You can just go anywhere and like mm-hmm. do whatever, but yeah. you'll die because it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> that game was very difficult, but it was beautiful. Yeah, I'd have to I'd have to play more Switch before I would determine whether or not I would buy one. Like I know some people's complaints are that it's uh, a really good but somewhat clumsy handheld, and then like maybe a compromised console. You know where it's. It does fairly well at both, but maybe not like excellent at one or the other. So, I you know, as, it, if you're okay with those like compromises, you know, I maybe think it's, it's fine. a good compromise and it's made a lot of the people mad who are mad about like a lot of the mad. Oh, mad. How many times can I say mad and make sense? <laughs> mad, mad, a mad. lot of the people who are upset about the Wii mm-hmm. being garbage, um, I think it pleased a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, when the Switch came out, it pleased me mm-hmm. a lot. And uh, just another great game to add to your buy list mario kart 8 deluxe on the switch holy man (laughs) that game is awesome there must be a new mario kart like i thought there was supposed to be mario kart 9 like this summer never that would be sweet but they need to release this freaking f-zero game before they release (laughs) another damn mario kart game (laughs) f-zero x on the n64 f-zero before that on the super nintendo and an f-zero gx mm-hmm. on the cube those games were awesome though that is like a high velocity speed racing game that everybody should play mm-hmm. and it's got great music mute city to me is still one of the best game musics of all time i will fight you on that because <laughs> it's awesome <laughs> so we're pretty much at present day here the only other thing i have in my notes here is in april of this year 2018 
uh, Kimishima stepped down as president president of Nintendo, and in June this, of this year, uh, Shintaro Furukawa took over and is now the current president of Nintendo. But hopefully, wonder what uh, the future will be. Will there be Nintendo VR? I'm sure it's coming. I'm sure I know you haven't played Smash yet, but like, who's like out of all the new characters? Who are you really looking forward to playing? I honestly haven't really read much about who the new characters yeah. are. So if you could, just, if you just named off, man, a there's a uh, well number. Like, have you ever watched uh, like a YouTube? I watched uh, Watch Mojo, and they did like a top ten of who's in there. They have the one from Animal Crossing that Isabelle is in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, King K. Rule is in there from Donkey Kong. Oh, King K. Rule? Yeah. Okay, that's sweet. R- Redley's in there. <gasps> um, sweet. There's uh, one of the guys from Street Fighter. Um, I can't remember the other ones. I heard Pokemon Trainer is supposed to be really, really OP right now. Because I talked to a few buddies right? who play competitively uh, Smash Bros. Yep. in the city who play it competitively. And they said, like, yeah, Pokemon Trainer is supposed to be, like, pretty broken right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but uh, I'm going to just stick with Pikachu. That was my champion all the way through it. Uh, Smash Bros. on the 64. And every other Smash after that was Pikachu. Mm-hmm. Have you uh, ever seen some of the... Uh, when they were doing the releases this year of the new characters? Okay, well no. then uh, no. for this year they were doing... Uh, what They were doing one of their sign-offs. And at the end there was a bunch of like bumps and going off like there was like an earthquake or something. And then they signed off, and then it flipped into Donkey Kong, where he's like with him and Diddy Kong, and then all of a sudden, ah, uh, what's that big penguin dude? Like Diddy or something? King Diddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Diddy. he pops up, and it's just like you just see like Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong just like look really sad, and then all of a sudden like King K. Roll just blows him up, and then they their minds just are like blown. It was a really good troll. And you guys have to, you should definitely look it up. It was really cool. I sh- will definitely give that a spin. Yeah. Well, hopefully you've enjoyed our Nintendo walkthrough walk through time here. With a little bit of rant here mm-hmm. and there from uh, yours truly. Yeah. yeah. Now we're all going to go home and play whatever Nintendo. Well, Brent doesn't have any anymore. You lost your virtual Brent, boy. you got to get a Switch for Christmas, but mm-hmm. I'm just going to spoil alert right now. I didn't spend that much on you. Okay. Uh, yeah, that'd be breaking the bank. Mm-hmm. So, but you should get a switch. You too, yeah. Simon. Okay, All right. we can play Mario Kart together. You want to take us? No. You want to take us out this week, Brian? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, so, I, first of all, I want to say a massive thanks to Simon because he pretty much built these last two episodes. It was pretty much just me and Kelsey sitting around talking about our old gaming. I mean, I'm no David Attenborough yet, so it's a little bit of work to, to go. I give but, you a lot of yeah. credit too, Simon, because I mean, I think it would be great to just ha- rant for an episode, but maybe <laughs> not everybody else agrees with that. Yeah. But yes, Simon did a great job and a uh, big round of applause. Good job, Simon, for taking the reins. Yes, and make sure you yeah. bop that subscribe button and get your friends to bop that subscribe button too. And yeah, follow us on instagram uh like us on facebook and twitter tweet us on twitter twitter tweeter us yeah hope you guys enjoyed this episode and i guess i'll just take you guys out with uh i was gonna say bad joke but kelsey's literally made that joke last week so <laughs> yeah i'm just gonna give you a joke all right so what does a gorilla wear to the beach no idea a donkey thong oh <laughs> nice subscribe